On today's show, we're going to break down three games in the NBA that left us with three pretty big questions about some teams. We're going to get into that. What's up with the Mavericks? Nick Angsted, Isaac Harris, Lockdown Mavs here to break all that down for you. And then, of course, 75 greatest players list finally all came out. We have the top five biggest WTFs from that. We'll talk about all that on today's Locked On NBA. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Reggie, you're on What are you guys talking about? You're on the list. You're on the list, brother. You're on the list, man. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast, and joining me every day on Locked On Mavs, but for the first time on Locked On NBA, the national news guy, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, we talk every single day on Locked On Mavs. So, and just uh, in general. <laughs> just in general. And, uh, but I'm trying to figure out what year it is because we have Steph Curry looking like, looking like an MVP. We have the Miami Heat good again. Dominating. And we have Jason Kidd struggling as a head coach. What, <laughs> what year are we in? Or are we really in 2021? And the Lakers have LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, <laughs> like Rondo. There's so many players on there. You're like, sometimes you look at some of these teams, you're like, dang, did we just, we just go back in time with some of these and all the, you know, the top 75 list coming out, a, a big milestone for the NBA. So a lot of the, a uh, lot of old names being thrown out there and resumes and old debates because you know, there's nothing that gets the Twitter sphere uh, arguing more than rankings. And this is like the ultimate <laughs> ranking out there. You could possibly imagine. The ultimate rankings. We'll get into that and in our power rankings in the third segment. Thanks for listening to Lockdown NBA and making it your first listen every single day. Remember, Lockdown NBA is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. You can watch us right now. Go subscribe to this channel, Lockdown NBA. You can also subscribe to Lockdown Mavericks channel. We just hit 8,000 subs the other day. Thank you, like guys. Like and subscribe below. Like and subscribe in our video. All right, let's get into this Warriors-Clippers game because that was kind of the, the big one that – uh, was a good game. <laughs> the other two were not good games at all. The Golden State Warriors went 115 to 113, and we got to talk about Steph Curry. Like you mm. said, he he's looking like an MVP. 45 points, 10 boards. He's third in the league in total rebounds. <laughs> it goes Giannis at 24, Gobert at 21, and then Steph Curry with 20 total rebounds. He's played two games, but I still found that funny. 45 points, 10 boards for, for Curry, and eight from 13 from three. He's just doing his thing, man. Like he's carrying the offense of this team. How many games until uh Porzingis hits 20 boards total? Oh, oh my gosh. Four, three. No, but this is about Steph Curry. I mean, seeing Steph, it's just a reminder. I mean, it's, it's game two for them in the regular season. They beat the Lakers, uh, their first game. And, uh, now they now they get to beat the Clippers in their second game, but just to see Steph at his peak, man, like this is he's still at his peak. He's still at peak Steph Curry, and there's nothing like it. He's the greatest shooter we've ever seen in the history of basketball, and just to see him coming off screens, that last three that he hit there in the fourth, of he gets so much elevation for his size and hitting hitting them on the move. You know, JJ Redick is kind of similar to that, but it's just like. When he's on it, he's so much fun to watch. That crowd, the the jerseys, the court, I, I loved all of that. But when Steph is Steph and at peak Steph, 
It's something we've just never seen. And I mean, he's a legit MVP candidate. Like you look at all the MVP odds that, you know, that were thrown out there before the season of Luca and Giannis and these guys like Steph is right there in that conversation. And I kind of honestly dismissed it a little bit at the beginning or at least going into the season. Cause I'm like, man, like Steph is amazing, but for the Warriors to, for him to have a shot at MVP, they're going to have to be top four in the West, maybe top five, even that stretching it a little bit probably going to have to get home court advantage. And I'm like, I just don't think they're going to have a shot. But then when you watch them, like they have pieces that if they can just the biggest conversation with golden state, can they weather the storm? Can they hold the ship afloat until clay, clay Thompson gets back. And after two games, it looks like they can. Yeah. Especially two games, both the LA teams, they they hold their own and they kind of dominate a little bit at times. And you're like, okay, some of these pieces that they added, like, okay, they got Andrew Wiggins to, to get vaccinated and he's going to play. Draymond Green is is getting hurt, but he's doing his thing and staying. They got Manu Bielitsa, who just looks like a revelation at times where you're like, oh, dang, they finally have one of these bigs. He still looks like David Lee every single time, every yeah. single time I watch. And he wears, especially when he wears the blue jersey, especially that game against the Lakers, you're like, is that David Lee out there again? And then you remember David Lee made two all-star games and you're like how did a guy that looks like that make two all-star teams just doesn't make any sense but they have him he's doing stuff for them jordan Poole continues to be at least an offensive uh threat for them when clay thompson comes back he's going to move to probably a six-man role and that's going to be huge for this team all of a sudden you start moving people down the line in terms of the offensive order and i think that that's going to be massive for this golden state warriors team but it really is just like Steph care, especially in this game, just carrying the offense. Yeah. Um, cause, in, Cause Jordan Poole had a great first game, but this one he was, he had nine points, four assists, but seven turnovers for him. They're just, it, it's Steph and kind of nothing else at times. But, but we've seen them win two different ways. We always say great teams can win different ways. Yeah. And it's like, we've seen two games for golden state, two wins, but two totally different wins. That first game. I mean, Steph, what did he say right after the game? He said, I play like trash. This yeah. game, he didn't, okay? so And they won both games. It's like they've shown after two games they can win multiple ways. They don't always need Steph to go for 45 like he did in this game. He had 45 points, 10 rebounds, like you said, 8 of 13 from 3, 16 of 25 from the field for Steph. Like, that is amazing. But then you look at some of these role players that hit. Like Damian Lee had 11 points off the bench, hit a couple threes. Those are huge threes. He was it, decent the first one too. Yeah, Jordan Jordan, uh, Jordan Poole, like you said, Bielitsa, he didn't have the best of game tonight. He's a minus 11 in the game. But if they can just like patch it together, they, they're getting something on Andre Iguodala right now. I thought this dude was <laughs> cooked last year. And he's actually like given – I mean, he played 23 minutes tonight. But if they can just stay at that – hover around the 500 – mark until clay gets back they're going to be a very scary team second half of the season well let's see if we're, if we're second half of the season we're talking 41 games that means they just have to go like nick what? everyone knows it's the all-star break on <laughs> so, is the second sorry. half they have to go what 40 and <laughs> they have to go like 30 and 32 the rest of the way i think they can i think they can pull that off uh on the other side of the ball the clippers um they they're just going to be that scrappy team that you play and it, they're just going to be annoying. They're going to get a bunch of wins, I think. They're but they're not going to be a real threat to a lot of people. But they got some. They got some players. Eric Bledsoe might be reinvigorated. He may have not want to have been where, wherever he was last. Pelicans. Where was he? Where's where Eric Bledsoe last time? But uh, they may have found something with Eric Bledsoe. Paul George continues to be uh, 
kind of an underrated star. I start going through some of the lists of guys that have made the most all NBA teams and stuff that weren't on the heck. I'm surprised he didn't make the top 75 at this point (laughs) with some of the guys that made it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, he had a great game, 29 points, 11 boards, six assists. And, uh, yeah, that, that shot at the end there that, that sort of kept him in it. Yeah, the Clippers, in a weird way, they're they're almost like the Clippers from how many years ago was it that they like yeah the Montrezl Harrell like like Patrick Beverly but before Paul George and and uh, you know with Tobias Harris and yeah it's like Oban was they on. were the scrappy Clippers that are was like oh yeah. man they're fun to watch and I think this is gonna be kind of similar I I'm I'm still not like super high on this team just because you just can't convince me to trust Eric Bledsoe right that now. starting lineup of Bledsoe and Reggie Jackson. You're like, okay, What's what am I, on? what am I getting on any given night? Right. There's just some yeah. nights where you're going to get 25 points from Reggie Jackson. And some nights like he didn't shoot well. He shot four of 19 in this game. And then Eric Bledsoe kind of same thing on offense, but at least you're, you know, you're going to get the defensive side. And so it's just, it's just polar opposites with those guys sometimes. Yeah. And I think they are really well coached. I think Ty Lue is a good yeah. coach. And they, he gets the best out of the team. I like, you know, I think everybody likes Terrence Mann coming off the bench. But like you said, twenty nine points tonight from Paul George. Everything hinges on him. And without Kawhi, the whole season, like, can they hover? Can they can they avoid the play in tournament? I just don't think they can. Is there a world that they miss the play in tournament? Possibly. Yeah, things things can go like if Paul George goes down for sure, right? That that's going to be all of a sudden that team is. Not a playing team at all, but it's a testament. I mean, to him. Luke Kennard could lead could lead the way. <laughs> he did. He did not tonight, <laughs> even though he was a plus nineteen off the bench. He was their, their biggest plus minus uh, in this game. But all right, coming up, let's get into the Miami Heat versus the Milwaukee Bucks question mark. The Bucks got throttled, absolutely Ooh. destroyed. We'll get into that, and of course, we got to get into our Mavericks versus the Hawks and tell you all about that. But before we do, let me tell you about McDonald's. This episode of Lockdown NBA is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, especially after a game. After a basketball game, you just want to go to a McDonald's, hang out, use the Wi-Fi, uh, check check your fantasy score, all that kind of stuff. Check it out. Get some French fries, McFlurries. Get, get a Big Mac, get whatever you need at McDonald's. They have it there. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place that you always look forward to stopping after a long trip to rest your legs and refuel. Go check out McDonald's. Go and uh, head to McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say locked on NBA watch party at McDonald's? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into Bucks versus Heat. 137 points were scored, not by the reigning champions, but by the Miami Heat. 95 points scored by the Bucks. Uh, it's important to note right off the bat, Drew Holiday out with a heel contusion. Brooke Lopez out with back soreness. Bobby Portis still out. Giannis started at center in this game. Fun interesting look from them they st- and uh they just got absolutely destroyed it was almost just from the jump the bucks never led in this game and it was just a miami heat just absolute it was one of those games that felt cathartic for them right it felt like a game where they're like okay you guys you guys like we beat you in 2019 or 2020 yeah. in the playoffs and then the bucks destroyed them in the first round last year and the heat were like all right it's our turn now to come back and just return the blow e- even just in a regular season game it felt like they needed that 
Yeah, I felt like this game was over before it even started. Kind of always like uh, seeing who uh, lands the minus thirty in a game. And shout out to Justin <laughs> Robinson who got a, uh, landed at minus thirty five in this game. But I mean, Giannis was minus twenty five, Middleton minus twenty six. I mean, this this game was over. I mean, Giannis only had fifteen and ten, or only played twenty two minutes. But this is more about the it's more about the Heat. And yeah. you know, going into the season, I feel like there. You kind of found two different people, you know, people in regards to like how good can the Heat be this year? Are the Heat gonna kind of like mail it in? They have the older players, they have Lowry, Jimmy Butler. Hey, let's just save it. Our main goal is just to be healthy just going mail through. it in during the regular season. Yeah. yeah, and just like make the playoffs, make the top six, but there's no reason going for the you know number one seed when you have some older guys like Jimmy, Kyle Lowry. But then you have like another group of people. It's like, dang man, if they if I mean you watch this game tonight, you're like. Why can't they be in the top three in the East? Like, yeah. why, I mean, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, like Lowry only had five points in this game. But when you have like <laughs> Tyler Hero coming off the bench, this is the same Tyler Hero who's in the same category as Luca and Trey. Oh, no, come and on. All... <laughs> um, he thinks he is. He thinks he is. But according to Tyler Hero, according to Tyler Hero, per Tyler Hero, <laughs> he's in the same category. But I mean, 27 points tonight. I mean, he was my sixth man of the year pick this year and uh i'm i'm feeling good right now at this current moment that's four of eight from three but if they can get him off the bench scoring 20 points a game he's gonna win that award i think and yeah they they just looked like a lot of fun tonight we were all for the kyle lowry to dallas thing all off season we were like that's the number one thing do it and it's for multiple reasons it was because not just the production he can bring like you said just five points in this game but he did have six assists he was plus 22 in the game he was he was doing stuff and I think it empowers guys like Bam Adebayo. One of the big storylines of the Heat last year was, can Bam Adebayo become more of a scorer? And they kind of needed him to be because they didn't really have a ton of other options. Bam, 20 points in this game, 30 uh, rebounds. He got a lot around the mid-range, the floaters. 13. Did I say 30? 13. I mean, 13. sounds great. <laughs> 13 rebounds for him, 20 points. Oh, he was plus 30. That was what I was going for. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if, if Bam could be a little bit more of a scorer, if he can take a step forward in that direction, that's massive for this team. Then all of a sudden you have... Like Butler, Lowry, Tyler Hero, uh, and then and then Bam, who can all be like twenty point per game scores. That would be an absolutely massive thing for this. I mean, heck, um, PJ Tucker scored tonight. Like <laughs> PJ all? Tucker scored Eight points. points. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they really, yeah. When you look at like a teams like top, you know, top six, top seven players, if they can get another one or two guys that can give them solid minutes. Because, like, their top six of Jimmy, P.J. Tucker, Bam, Duncan Robinson, Lowry, Tyler Hero. After that, and then you're trying to find some combination of, you know, Dwayne Dedman, Markeith Morris. Morris. And you just kind of go. Yeah, you go, you, know, you go through there just trying to find one or two more guys. They're probably going to get a buyout guy come March. And, you know, because it's Miami and they're good. and But I, I think that's one of the – I mean, we can transition now probably to Mavs Hawks, but – you, we saw two Eastern Conference teams tonight in Miami. Like all the conversations about Brooklyn and Milwaukee for sure, and they're the top two teams in the East. But man, you watch this Atlanta team, which we watched every minute of tonight. We watch <laughs> this Miami team. Like the East is so loaded, and it's going to be so much fun come playoff time. The Dallas Mavericks fall to the Atlanta Hawks, eighty-seven to one hundred and thirteen. Let's start with the Hawks. We, we were just talking about 113 points for the Hawks. Their defense was was awesome. We talked all about it on Lockdown Mavs, but DeAndre Hunter had, an, I think, 
of all the players, like you're going to see Cam Reddish, 20 points. That's great. John Collins, 16 points, nine boards, three assists, two blocks. You're like, oh, he had a great game. I think DeAndre Hunter had the best game of anybody on the Hawks. Uh, just the, the defense he was playing, the the way that he was stopping Luka, containing Luka, like just slowing down Luka at least to where he just wasn't dominating the way that he has in the past. I thought DeAndre Hunter played an incredible game. Um, his, his versatility defensively, he was chasing Luka around everywhere. He was going over screens. He was... You know, he had this recovery block on Luca at the top of the you know three point line. That was like, how in the world? And did he even get to that? But even more impressive, he got switched off on KP one time. Now I get that like, KP in the post hasn't been the most effective thing in over the past you know two years. But there was this plan. He's a big po- man. He should post <laughs> up on the little guys in the post. But KP got the ball and he turned around for this jumper and DeAndre Hunter just went straight up and just blocked him like just right there i mean there's nothing else to it he just went up and just blocked him and so there's a sports science on chris hosporzingis's shot release from a couple years ago when he played with the knicks and uh and the guy who whoever does sports science or used to do it had to stand on like 10 boxes in order to in order to block or like even touch a porzingis jumper it's like the release point was insane so for deandre hunter to get to this ball is impressive yeah, I mean, he played awesome. I mean, Cam Reddish played great for him off the bench. You know, this is the thing with this Hawks team that you watch them, and they played so well tonight, and they didn't have they Lou keep Williams. Coming. They they didn't have Gallinari. They have depth. They can go like eight, nine players, you know, deep. And, you know, they beat the Mavericks with ease tonight, and they didn't have those guys, and Trey didn't have like a crazy game. I mean, he finished with 19 points, but they had six players in double figures tonight. Like, huge – Trey was six of 16 from the field and like, didn't have to shoot. Well, didn't have to like, they have so many players that they can turn to Bogdanovich. He didn't even have a great game either. You're like their top two offensive players didn't have a great game and they're destroying the Mavericks. Right. Which, yeah. And you know, so you go look at Dallas's side, like Atlanta has a lot of, you know, gets a lot of credit for winning this game, but for the Mavericks, like you're looking at this Mavericks team that went four and zero in the preseason. We know we talked about them. We talk about them literally every single day. We're around the team, you know. We uh, all of this stuff. We're there on media day. We interviewed all the players, most majority of all the players, including Luca on media day for lockdown maps. Every everything, like we 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 bought into it. Like let's go. Like we're excited. The team's excited. Luca's excited. They win four. They go four and zero in the preseason, and then bam, this first game of the regular season. It's like this come down to earth moment of. Oh, okay. So what are they? You know, like we've seen a clunky offense. We didn't see much spacing. They're so committed to the two bigs, KP, Dwight Powell, another guy out there. Luca didn't look like normal Luca. Just offensively, there's some mini red flags. It's one game, but you can't ignore what we watched tonight. You can't. You can't ignore how the offense was. The big thing that stood out to us, and we discussed this in, in depth on Lockdown Mavs, that the first couple plays were Dorian Finney-Smith posting up on Trey Young. And you look at that and you're like, okay, you're trying to, you're like oh, almost overthinking it. You're trying to find a mismatch somewhere. You're like, okay, Trey Young is guarding Dorian because he's just a stand in the corner guy. And so they're like, all right, let's post up Dorian and see if Dorian can get a shot over Trey Young. And it's just not what Dorian does in his offense. And so it seemed like a couple of things every once in a while was, were happening. Jason Kidd has, has taken the approach of I'm going to let guys – I'm going to let guys be them. He, his big quote this offseason was, I'm going to make Chris Porzingis a basketball player. He's not just a stand-in-the-corner guy. He's not just this. I'm going to make him a basketball player. He's allowing guys to be a little bit more loose in their role, and it's it's causing guys to do stuff that they don't they don't 
do normally on offense. And so there's yeah. a lot of contested shots in this game, a lot of pull-up shots. Um, the Maverick, where they finished with 16 assists in this game <laughs> to uh, the 31 made baskets. So it's just a lot of uh, creating for yourself. And guess what? The Mavericks only have two guys that can create for themselves. Yeah. That's Luca and Jalen Brunson. And Brunson had a great game in this one. He had 17 points off the bench. He and Luca were kind of the only things that were making the offense move at all. Yeah, and I mean, you look at their mid-range shots tonight. I think they were five of seventeen from the mid-range. It's like that. If you're not going to space out the floor and shoot a ton of threes, and it's not working, you know, you're not going to get to the rim either. Then you're going to kind of commit to that mid-range, and when you're not hitting the mid-range, it it just looks very crowded at times. And I mean, we you you have a combined you know played minutes from KP Dwight Powell Willie Cauley Stein at sixty minutes because they're so committed to running two bigs instead of KP at the five. And, you know, that resulted in guys like Reggie Bullock, who's arguably their biggest signing of the offseason, $10 million a year playing 15 minutes. You know, Sterling Brown playing 10 minutes in this game. So it would be really curious just to – I think it's just a, hey, you got to monitor it, you know, especially if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I'm not listening to, you know, the Mavericks every single day. I think it's just put it on your radar, see what happens to the Mavericks. Well, the, the Jason the- Kidd might be bad. <laughs> Well, just like see how it Put plays out over radar. the next few weeks. Like how committed are they? How are they stuck in the mud of like, this is what's happening no matter what, or will we see a shift in offense and everything? If this doesn't go like we all thought it would go, if they're setting setting there, you know, three and, you know, three and six after the first nine games, are they really going to start shifting some things offensively with Jason kid? We'll have to see if the Mavericks offense is this bad in five games. I'll be calling for Jason Kidd's job <laughs> because the Didn't Mavericks you before the season started. The Mavericks' offensive rating is was 86 in this game. It was 116 points per 100 possessions last year. It was 86. That's insane to me. Like, just it's one game, but so it's almost like this game was so bad for the Mavericks offensively that you almost can't put any stock into it. So we'll yeah. see if that remains true. But if it, if the offense is this bad for the first five games, there there'd be major red flags for me. All right, coming up. The NBA's greatest 75 players of all time came out. Finally, they finally released it. They've been like dripping like little, like every, like every once in a while, they'll do like 10 over the last week or so. We'll get into that and we'll give our top five biggest WTFs from that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. I have a new flavor, coconut marshmallow puff. If you've never tried the puffs before, I bet a lot of you have tried Built Bars at this point. But if you haven't tried the puffs, they're great. They have marshmallow filling in the middle of it. Still that same chocolate outside. Outside. So if you actually don't like the Built Bar consistency, it's very different. It's a very different type of bar. Or if you've never tried it, definitely go try it. The coconut marshmallow, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 6 grams of sugar in a bar covered in 100% chocolate filled with marshmallow. They're great. They're good for you. Go check out Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your full order. You can get. You can combine a bunch of stuff. You can go get them at built.com get the built bars get the puffs get the bites get the broth get the boost all kinds of things at, at built bar you can earn rewards as you buy more boxes and then you can get free boxes i'm i'm about at a free box right now and i'm excited to see which box that's going to be go check it out built.com use the promo code locked 15 all right isaac harris let's get into our power rankings we do this every friday we like to have some fun on a friday it's usually me and adam today me and isaac Top five WTFs. This is perfect for YouTube. WTF. There's all so many channels that do top whatever WTFs. 
75 greatest players ever list that came out. Um, initial thoughts before I get into my top, my, my top five here. I have a question for you. What does Bill Simmons, Michael Jordan, and Giannis have in common? Bill Simmons, Michael Jordan, and Giannis. They all have kids named Ben? I don't know. They were all on the <laughs> voting panel for the top 75. The, the voting panel for this was fascinating to look at. Literally from Michael Jordan yeah. to like current players like Giannis and Steph, Lisa Leslie, um, Hannah Storm, like John Stockton, Spolstra, Stephen A. Smith, Will Bond, Bob Pettit, Greg Popovich, like Zach Lowe, Nancy so many, Lieberman. so many people on the voting Steph panel. Curry. Yeah, no. So yeah, Steph, like there, there's some Tim Duncan, like Tim Duncan cared enough to do this. Like I, Bob Costas. When's the last time Bob Costas covered the NBA? <laughs> like, honestly, like 20 years ago. You and I both have gotten to cover cover Dirk up close for years now. And it's like, oh, yeah. I'm fascinated that they, they got Dirk to do this, that Dirk cared enough to like do a ballot and all this stuff and, and all of that. But I just imagine Dirk sitting there with like a notepad and a pencil, just like <laughs> writing them out. And just give me some names out. and I'll circle them. But no. Okay. So first, first reaction to <laughs> Ahmad this. Rashad got, a, got some votes too. I love Ahmad Rashad, but that you know, got so, some votes. He was, he was on the panel. <laughs> So, so they dropped 25 names over the past three days to reach their 75 mark. They touted this whole thing of, hey, you know, the top, the top 50 that were released 25 years ago, however long, like it's not, you know, those are not locked in. Okay. Like we're yeah. like some players could, you know, leave that and then we could add, no, they were all back. So I like that whole, like, Hey, they might not all be back. Nope. They were all back. Like not a single one of the 50 were, you know, voted out if we want to say that. So those guys were back, but I think the initial, there was always going to be arguments, right? Like you, you knew there were going to be arguments, but it's some of the, I think I'm more confused and surprised about some of the names that did make it compared to some of the guys that who didn't. And the biggest one for me is Damian Lillard. How is Damian Lillard on this list? Like you don't have the longevity. You don't have the titles. You don't have the MVPs. What do you have? Like, what what is the what is the argument? You have Dame time. You have a Houston like buzzer beater. You have a waving goodbye to Russ. Like, and I hate to do this because I love Damian Lillard, but as a top seventy five player over Bernard King, over Dwight Howard, like what? I I'm floored by Damian Lillard being on this list. We'll get into Damian Lillard. Let me do my top five biggest WTFs of the 75 greatest players. Uh, Clay Thompson, number five, was a player that did not make the list. I was not surprised. Only two-time in All-NBA, five-time All-Star, a couple titles Wait, Why is there. he a WTF for you if you're not surprised? Because he said, quote, maybe I'm just naive in my ability to play basketball, but in my head, I'm top 75 all-time. <laughs> oh, Okay. I guess so, but like you're just gonna put yourself in that category. It was just an odd. It was an odd decision, uh, and an odd quote. Number four, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis made this list, and Anthony Davis, four-time All NBA, eight-time All Star, four-time All Defensive. He's got the one championship. Um, Anthony Davis, I guess, is the young guy they're expecting to do a little bit more in his career. But you'd put 
Anthony Davis, he hasn't been MVP yet. Jokic has been MVP. Jokic didn't make the list. I mean, the only thing about AD is he's won a title, but yeah, I mean, it's too early for him. Like, Anthony Davis instead of Dwight Howard? What? Anthony Davis seems to be the Shaq pick. Remember in the top 50, Shaq made it with his, it was like his fifth year in the NBA. Yeah. And they they knew he was going to be good, but it seems like AD made that list. Jokic, three-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA, and has won an MVP. Yeah. It, it, it just an interesting choice. It's number four. It's not the but highest. Da- yeah. Damian Lillard over Jokic. Like, I, I'm just, we'll, we'll get to it. All right. Number three, Reggie Miller. Now Reggie Miller's on this list because three time all NBA, five time all star. Reggie Miller was surprised. He made this list. Reggie Miller didn't think in it like the way that they, they, they broke it to him live while he was on TNT and Reggie Miller's brain just broke that he made this top 75. Yeah. He just, he couldn't say anything. And Reggie Miller has never been speechless in his life. <laughs> and he sat there and just said, I, wow, I don't, ah, uh, like he just couldn't say anything. Didn't even like kind of have an acceptance speech or anything like that. Prepared. That should that tell he, you he shouldn't have made it. No, yeah. Cause kidding. he thought there was no chance in the world. He was going to make it. I don't understand how Reggie Miller made it. almost more than Damian Lillard. I don't know how Reggie Miller talk me into oh. Reggie Miller. At least Reggie Miller. Uh, I guarantee he has the longevity. Like at least he has like moments in. Uh, he, at least he was on some Pacers teams that you're like, okay, like go back and look at some of Reggie's Pacers teams. You're like, dang, they had a shot a few times. Like, there's no Damian Lillard team that you're like, oh, dang, they had a shot, right? I mean, well, Reggie Miller's Pacers at least made the finals. Yeah, like, and yeah, I understand Reggie way more than Dame. And Reggie, so some for some of these guys, you're like, okay, well, they didn't make the All NBA team that many times. Reggie Miller played in the same NBA as like Kobe and Michael Jordan. And like he's not yeah. making the all NBA over a lot, lots of those guys. So sometimes you're just in an era where uh, there's too many good guards, right? Where you're just not going to make it. Yeah. Um, we're kind of in an era right now with wings sort of like if you're a, like, if you're Paul George, you're not guaranteed all NBA every year, which is insane. Yeah. Number two, we've gotten to it already. Damian Lillard made this. You can make this with just making, I guess, an, one Western Conference Finals, and that that's okay. And I guess, like the case for Damian Lillard, I guess, is that he is a six-time All NBA and mm. six-time All Star. Six-time All NBA is like a decent amount. He's also had some moments in the NBA. He's had some game winners. He's you know all that kind of stuff. The, the Blazers team early with Lamarcus Aldridge that were pretty good, and then now this version of Blazers team. The case is not great, though. That's why I was gonna say you're two. you're reaching right now. That's why he's number two. I, I don't understand this. Okay. Can I, I throw at you another guard? I would almost rather. Well, this is it's my top five list. I know, but you're going to talk about Dwight, the last one, and I want to throw out another guard versus. I Damian. would almost rather put Luca on this than Damian Lillard. At least <laughs> do the projection thing. At least be like, all right, this guy's career could become, and we project it to become like they did with the Shaq in the top fifty. I would yeah. almost rather do that than do Damian Lillard on this list. I just don't understand. Tony Parker versus Damian Lillard. Ooh. Tony Parker, two NBA titles, Finals one, MVP, one All NBA. An 11-time All-Star. No, actually, no, sorry. That was Chris Bosh. Four-time All-NBA, yeah. six-time All-Star. He was a Finals MVP in 2007. Four-time NBA champion. Like yeah. Four titles, one Finals MVP, like you said. Three All-NBA, six all Like, how how is Damian Lillard over Tony Parker? I don't understand that. He scored more points than him. Congrats. <laughs> Does Tony Parker have an album? He dated even Longoria, but I don't know. I don't think he has an album. <laughs> like I like you know how much I love Vince Carter, my favorite athlete Your ever. Favorite ever. More yeah. than Dirk, more than Michael yep. Jordan, everything. 
I get why Vince Carter's not on this list. Like, I'm not like shouting from the like the hills about this. Okay, but Tony Parker deserves it over Damian Lillard. And let's just go ahead and go to your WTF number one. <laughs> it's kind of sad that like how Dwight Howard's been like portrayed and viewed, especially by a younger generation who's only seen you know Houston. Lakers, you know, Philly, Dwight, Charlotte, the, Atlanta, like yeah, all of those, like the, all the snakes in it's out. The common phrase Sixers. that's always thrown out that we all laugh about, like people forget, you know, people forget <laughs> Dwight Howard's Orlando days and I, how he didn't make it. I'm floored. This is the one Dwight Howard. Number one, my biggest WTF of the 75 greatest players ever. There's always the, okay, well, there's a bunch of guys that shouldn't have made it. Okay. Well then tell me them. Tell me who should have made it. Right. Um, Dwight Howard is the one that should have made it over Damian Lillard, Reggie Miller, and Anthony Davis, in my opinion. Just all three of those guys, Dwight Howard should have made it over him. Yeah. Eight-time All-Star, eight-time All-NBA. That's more than any other guys. He drugged that that Orlando team to a finals that one year. Yeah. Won a, won a title with the Lakers, whatever you count that as. He it's drugged the that same. Lakers team to a bubble final. <laughs> he drugged the Lakers team to the playoffs that one year <laughs> when everything was going to hell. Uh, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, five-time All-Defensive uh, he, he's just, he had a, he's had a better career. He's had longevity as well. He's played a long time in the NBA. He was a really good player for that peak. I would 11th in total rebounds, 13th total blocks, only player ever to win three consecutive defense player of the year awards. Like, come on. Listen. So here are the guys that the most all NBAs that didn't make the top 75 Dwight Howard's number one. He made it eight times. Nobody that made it eight times didn't make it except Dwight Howard, which doesn't hmm. make any sense to me. Uh, the other number one, Tracy McGrady, seven times. No one else that made it seven times or more didn't make it in. Huh. But we got but we got Damian Lillard who made it six times. Reggie Miller made it four. Yeah. Uh Paul George six times. That was number th- that's number three. No, that's that's sorry. a lot of time. Uh then then you get into like the Lamarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, Tim Hardaway, Mitch Richmond, Yao Ming, Ben Wallace all made it five times. Um, Tracy McGrady is also an interesting one. Would you put Tracy McGrady ahead of Lillard, Reggie Miller? Like I think Tracy McGrady um, was a better, probably a better player than Reggie Miller. Uh, more versatile offensively, yeah. Definitely a better score, and like Reggie Miller's whole thing was scoring. So. Yeah, but yeah, but then you're factoring in like you know wins, success, big playoff moments, all of that, and Reggie just had that, you know. Yeah, and Tracy McGrady was always on a bunch of teams that. He just he scored a bunch and teams except for those Houston teams didn't really do a whole lot. The only two MVPs to not make it onto this list. Remember the the top fifty like Bob McAdoo made a uh, you know was an MVP and didn't get put on this list. He finally gets put on the seventy five list. Good. Jokic and Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose makes a lot of sense. Jokic is still really early in his career. I guess it kind of makes sense for him too. Most All Stars not on the top seventy five list. Chris Bosh, number one. 11 times he made the all-star team. That's wild. That's sort of insane. 11 times. I mean, I, yeah. I get why he's not on this list, though. But For sure. Yeah, he only he only made all-NBA four times, three times. Come on, basketball reference. You know he, how to use basketball reference? He never made all-NBA. Hmm. 11, that has to be a record. 11-time 11 11 all-star and never made all-NBA? One time. He made it All-NBA one time in 2007. Uh, but that's number one in All-Stars. Lenny Wilkins made it nine times. Your boy Vince Carter made it nine times to the All-Star Lenny, team. Al- Lenny Wilkins uh, made the top 75, I thought. Oh, take him off. 
Uh, Alex English was a big snub. A lot of a lot of nuggets. Uh, media people were talking about. He made the All Star team eight times, didn't make it. Dwight I'll Howard made a- it eight times. Alex English, I think, is the only top twenty scorer of all time. I think he's nineteenth. That could be uh, of as far as all time uh, leading scorer, and he didn't make it. Should I put? Should I have put Carmelo on the WTF list? Yeah, he made the top seventy five. I've seen some people complaining about that. Um, Six time All NBA, ten time All Star, top ten in scoring. That that's enough of a resume, I think. Yeah, if you're a top ten score of all time, you got to make it. Sorry, just, that's just that's just what it is, right? James Harden made it. James Harden's won an MVP. He's been number two a couple times. Yeah, I was just throwing it out there. Nine time All Star, seven time All NBA for him. Dominique made it. Super happy for him. Yeah, he, he made it. it. Bob McAdoo made it. He was an older player that, that finally made it. Yeah. Um, yeah, there you go. That's Paul Pierce the, made it. Uh, that one, I just, I have personal vendetta against Paul Pierce. Oh, All right, there you go. That's Locked on NBA. Guys, thanks for making Locked on NBA your first listen. Go listen to Locked on Mavs if you haven't listened to it. your second listen. Listen As to Locked on listen. Mavs. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on NBA. Peace out. Boom. Oh.